Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Everybody has favorite movies, right? My favorite movies are Godfather. Uh, I actually don't know what my second one is. My third one's Roadhouse. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to pretend that it's, you know, like Citizen Kane or something like that. I'm not. It's Roadhouse. I'm not going to lie. It is amazing. The Patrick Swayze mullet was ahead of its time. That is the mullet of all mullets. My kids laugh at it because they, oh, I will say, uh, I would I would probably have to say it's a, it's a tie for number two between Magnificent Seven, the original, or the Fuqua starring one of the, the Fuqua remakes starring one of the best actors of ever, uh, Denzel Washington, or Tombstone, because I love everybody in Tombstone, and it was a story of failed gun control. So I am just almost speechless by this headline. Deadline Hollywood says that they're doing a remake of Roadhouse. How do you do a remake of, of a classic? My kids think it's a movie about tight pants and roundhouse kicking in bars. It is. And it has one of the best scenes of all time. Kane, do you have this real quick? Can I just play, before I tell you what this headline is, can we just for a moment, before our, the, our perfect little bubble is shattered, play this one amazing scene, one of the best ever burned to celluloid. And three... Be nice. Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If he won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you. And you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a personal? Ooh, well, are you? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. I wonder if somebody calls my mama off. <laughs> Is she? Is she? <laughs> I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Oh! The rules for life, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the headline. Deadline Hollywood says in what would mark his first acting job in a major studio movie, two-time UFC champion Conor McGregor is set to join Jake Gyllenhaal in Prime Video's new reimagining of the classic 80s action pick, Roadhouse. Now, I was really excited because I'm like, I would... It's Conor McGregor. I don't care that he doesn't have a mullet. And the Irish accent, I mean, I don't care. He's, a, he's, a, he's an MMA fighter. I mean, an Irish bar bouncer? Okay. Uh, yeah, hi. I'm of, I have some ancestors who are Irish. I totally get it. So I'm immediately assuming he's Dalton. Why would he not be? It's Conor McGregor. Why would he not be? Be still my heart because apparently, here's what Deadline Hollywood writes. The new take follows a former UFC fighter played by Jake Gyllenhaal who takes a bouncer, job as a bouncer at a rough and tumble roadhouse in the Florida Keys. I am crestfallen. My heart is sad. I can fight no more. Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. 
is the fighter. He's going to be the bouncer, Jake Gyllenhaal. Help me, Kane, because I can't get my wheels over the speed bump. What? I think it might have been part of his idea for this quote-unquote reimagining and remake of the movie. So maybe executive producer and starring in this. I don't know if he has. I'd, I've read the story. I don't see that it shows him directing or anything like that. Um, so I wonder, you know, if this role, this whole idea was sparked by Jake. And that's why he's in it like that. No, you cannot tell me that Jake Gyllenhaal watched Roadhouse, appreciated it for the cinematic masterpiece that it is. <laughs> and then had the idea to reimagine it. I don't believe you. No. I I mean, I have nothing to back up my claims, but uh, it seems like that would be the path to get him. You believe that he even watches MMA? I, Jake Gyllenhaal? I would, I'd think so. I would say he's probably a fan of MMA, of UFC. Dude, I'm pretty sure his eyebrows are manscaped. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but he's there's been a lot that Jake Gyllenhaal's done in the past. I've seen plenty of evidence of him, you know, doing all the physically fit necessary things what you work for him what what does that mean I'm just like you're you're like you know standing pretty hard you're questioning my loyalty here no i'm not i'm I just no loyalty here i'm just you know like you're really pitching him like one I'm was not probably pitching better him. Than i'm just speculating did. how he got involved okay i'm sorry i'm, I'm, That's all I'm doing. i misinterpreted That's all i'm doing passion it's okay hey let's ask the millennial steve where are you at on this yeah do you do well the whole thing uh i haven't seen roundhouse in like 10 years i need to rewatch it but i I don't know. I haven't seen enough Jake Gyllenhaal movies to be. I, I'm with you on that point. I don't. I don't. I mean, he's an actor, so he can take in any role he wants. But we'll see how it plays out. I have no idea. I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I. I yes, I agree with the people who say leave Roadhouse alone. I get you because Sam Elliott win, uh, Patrick Swayze win, the dude who played the bad guy who's been a bad guy and other stuff, and I don't even know his name win. You know, explosions, fights. People getting shivved, lots of kicks, tailored jeans. I mean, I'm all, these are all amazing things, right? The the blind slide player. I mean, hi, these are all amazing things. I don't think that you could put all of these amazing things together in a reimagining, but I'm willing to watch it if it's Conor McGregor kicking everybody. Totally willing to watch. But if it's Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, he was... I mean, all right. I'm, I'm on his IMDb. I only know page one now. thing he was in. I'm on his. Okay, I- it was with Heath Ledger. He was. Go ahead, Steve. He was a prisoner in Detective Loki, and he was Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko is the only thing I've seen him in, and I can't believe anybody would. I mean, I don't get that. Care. It was a great movie, but hey, dude, you can't do Roadhouse if you've done Donnie Darko. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. Had a great soundtrack too. I don't. Oh man, I don't know. My heart is sad. I don't know what I think about this. Like, hmm. Because at first I thought, oh, it's obvious. He's totally going to play Dalton. Dalton was a man's man. Sam Elliott was a man's man. That was a friendship, right? Like Dalton was in trouble. Do you see stories like that today? Because everyone's toxic. No, no, no. Dalton was doing his job. Sam Elliott comes in. Hey, I'm in town. You guys want to kick some ass together? Yeah, let's do it. Woo! And they do it. I mean, you know, all American dude ship there. It's awesome. I don't know. And I liked the lady who played his his uh, his love interest because her hair was perfectly sprayed every time. And, you know, that takes that takes a village for of makeup artistry and stylization to make that happen. 
I'm really upset with this because I was having a really great night, really great day. And then I see this and I was like super happy thinking it was going to be Conor McGregor. And it's him. I mean, I'm willing to be proven wrong. I'm wondering who the band would be in the double deuce. Like the because it was the Jeff Healy band right? who played that. And, he was amazing. And Jeff Healy actually really was blind in real yeah, life. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't and didn't they all play that live in the film too? Yes, as they, yeah. yes they absolutely did. Um, so I'm curious as to how they're represented in this film. Well, I'm sure that. Well, you're not going to have any of the uh, the lady dancing. I'm sure because everything is just too toxic. I was reading a thing now. Uh, where they were talking about the new Game of Thrones thing and they were going to try to do the violence and all of that off screen. Um, I mean, you need some of this stuff for stories. I, I don't like gratuitous violence. Like, I like horror films, but I don't like gore because I just think it's unimaginative. I like suspense. I like thriller. I like really inventive horror films. Um, horror and Western are my favorite genres. But I just, I'm, I'm like, what, don't dumb down everything. Stop dumbing everything down. It is annoying. One last quick note, and I swear we're going to get to other stuff. Ladies, I'm out there talking to you. Gents who have ladies in their lives, most ladies, I don't dislike a good period piece. You know what I'm saying? I don't dislike some of the old Austin crap and all of that. Like, if I'm drying my hair out, I'll watch it while I'm drying my hair out. Uh, but the persuasion on Netflix killed my soul, killed it, killed it dead. My soul's gone because of the horrific nature of that adaptation. Clueless was based on Emma. If you're going to do a modern adaptation, do it smart like that. Or 10 Things I Hate About You, which was based on Taming of the Shrew. Reimagine it like that. Don't do fourth wall, breaking, quirky girl, winky wink at the camera crap with dumbed down dialogue. Dakota, Dakota Johnson was great. She's, you know, dragging this movie along and working hard at it, but it was just a it was just bad adaptation. Okay, I'm done. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So this is a fascinating headline, and I I have did not realize this is a thing in Japan, but apparently it is. They call it road sleeping deaths. So people are being hit by cars. Because ever since they they re- they removed those COVID restrictions, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, they had people who would go out drinking, and after a night of heavy drinking, they fall down drunk in the street and pass out, and they get hit by cars. It's called road sleeping deaths, which that's not what we call it here. We would we would call that you got drunk and fell on the road, and someone ran you over with a car. But they make it sound poetic, so they call it road sleeping deaths. The death toll from this now. Think about it. They It's doubled in a year. They said that you're in like double digits. It's like nearing like 25 a year from this. And so they actually now, all of their taxis, they play a warning video in each of their 60,000 taxis warning people about this stuff. It's, it's fascinating. And don't do that. I just, I mean, oh my gosh. AOC's climate change documentary is a total flop because it, it, it shows her and climate change and no one gives a rat's ass no one cares no one cares it shows her pretending to hike and doing a bunch of other stuff and i think what it only made oh oh it brought in a whopping ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars from box office mojo ten thousand dollars so there you go more states are banning TikTok from government phones, and it's asinine that it hasn't been done already because it's an entirely Beijing-owned app that tracks everything you do, 
gets access to your contacts and goes from there. And if you think that that's not a big thing, go ahead and lick the chains that bind you to your overlords. But more states are finally banning them, at least from government phones. And it looks like now we're at least trying to ban Huawei. A bipartisan group of senators have introduced a bill to ban the Chinese telecom giant. Uh, It's called the Networks Act. It's set to impose sanctions on foreign telecommunications companies suspected to be engaged in economic or industrial espionage against American companies. And it was co-authored by Tom Cotton, uh, Senators Chris Van Hollen and Rick Scott. And apparently Chuck Schumer also. At least some of these people are starting to see how dangerous this is. And at least there is a little bit of a bipartisan effort. So we shall see. Uh, also, a couple of other things here. The uh, This... Uh, Xi Jinping had said of Vladimir Putin, pillow face McShaky leg, that I have a personality similar to yours. So the Wall Street Journal has a story about their deepening relationship and how the Chinese leader has long admired Vladimir Putin. And now he's strengthening ties between the two nations with increased trade and energy partnerships. Now, they're not close enough to where Xi Jinping is going to get behind him with this situation dealing, you know, his invasion of Ukraine. But it is kind of interesting. It's something to keep an eye on. It's in San Francisco. The, by the way, post-millennial. Not to be confused with post-malone. The San Francisco Bicycle Coalition wrote about their, uh, they have a dedicated anti-racism whatever thing. And they've said to not call police about stolen bikes because it is harmful to black and brown people. Now, bike theft apparently is, they said it's an epidemic. That's how it's described in San Francisco. And so in the consideration section of their website, the San Francisco Bike Coalition said that victims of bike theft should not call police because they said it would hurt black and brown people in the interaction. Okay, ho, ho, ho. Are you telling me that only black and brown people steal bikes? Because I think that if you're trying to go about anti-racism, that's not the way to do it. I mean, wait, did, did I misread it? Are they trying to push anti-racism or actual racism? Because I feel as though that's the way that you would go for actual racism. So they said that the San Francisco Bike Coalition acknowledges that black and brown people are way overrepresented as bike thieves, but it, it, they're impacted. So don't report your bikes being stolen in San Francisco. Oh, wow. And they said that um, encourage the potential impact to human life. Oh, wow. And they admit that they are a majority white organization, which I guess that makes me gives me a little bit more insight in why they apparently believe that bike theft is mainly for is they're stolen more by or mainly by black and brown people wow i don't think that that's um whenever they do whenever somebody these groups do this it ends up backfiring spectacularly because they don't seem to understand how they're coming off and it's always why is it always these predominantly white groups that are doing this it's always these predominantly white groups that are the ones that are involved with making these like goofy i don't get it it's just weird now, we were telling you a little bit ago, we've gone into some of the uh, stories with uh, Putin, with calling up all the reservists. Listen to this. 
They've called up, they've raised their draft age to 65. And I was just reading how they ordered all airlines to stop selling tickets to Russian men aged 18 to 65 because there is this major move to get everybody, all these, everybody's fleeing Russia because they don't want to be drafted and have to go fight. That's some desperation. Can you really fear someone who's that desperate? I mean, granted, I know he has probably very malicious desires, but can he actually carry them out if he's hurting that bad? Just it's a legitimate question. Very legitimate question. Now. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Okay, I got to get this first one here. This um, comes, this is the Pinellas, Pinellas County Sheriff. A Florida man is on their Facebook page who is caught in the act of smoking meth, told, <laughs> told cops not to worry about it because, quote, it's legal now, end quote. It is? <laughs> Enzo Cardoza was 31 years old, was caught by officers in St. Petersburg, literally with a glass pipe in his lips or to his lips. And he was trying to light the contents on it inside or inside of it. And the police literally saw him do this. And he they according to the affidavit, they tried to they they attempted to talk to him, but he began walking away. And then he just kept saying, this is legal now. Meth is legal. He that's and he didn't have any answers as to when legislators legalized the meth and no in florida methamphetamine and the possession of it is still a crime which means it's not legal they obtained the pipe a field test returned positive for meth and so he was totally busted on felony drug possession misdemeanor kind of resisting police and he was booked into the pinellas county jail on a two thousand dollar bond so He's got an extensive, as you can imagine, criminal history, Mr. Cardoza, multiple convictions of narcotics possession, disorderly conduct, assault, obstruction of justice, trespassing, all kinds of stuff. But it is most certainly not legal. A Florida Keys couple attacked a tourist for snorkeling too close to their dock, say deputies. This comes by way of local 10 news. Marathon, Florida, a Florida Keys couple beat a man till he was bleeding. They attacked him for snorkeling close to their waterfront property near Marathon, according to Monroe County Sheriff's deputies. The victim's relatives, they were in a boat about 25 yards from shore, said that Katia de Oliveira armed herself with a fishing rod and her husband, Paulo, used a pole, some kind of pole. They found the 36-year-old man from St. Petersburg bleeding profusely from the head. He said that the couple argued with him about his right to snorkel near their dock. The victim said he refused to leave and they attacked him. He was treated... He was treated at Baptist Health Fisherman's Community Hospital, say deputies. I mean, was he trying to be? I don't know. I mean, don't beat people with poles by the docks, but I can't believe this is something I got to say. Was he was he being a jerk? I don't know. Because you can I mean, some of these keys, you know, you can go in these waterways behind and that might seem like I'm not I don't know. I don't even care. They're they're on a battery They're They got booked on aggravated battery. I just can't. I mean. I'm not even going to try to. I ain't going to try to unpack that. A Florida man stole construction equipment, Fox uh, 35 in Orlando, and went on a joyride. This is when I feel like we need some fog hat. He left a path of destruction, say deputies. 
This is the second time this year. This is a new story, too, because I had one in January. This is a brand new one. A homeless Florida man stole all kinds of stuff from a construction site and uh, was apparently driving one of their machines down the road, left at just... He ran over two fire hydrants, all kinds of stuff. $10,000 plus damage. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.